0: All right, take your Bibles. Turn. Going to get in the Word. Turn to Second John chapter one. Hallelujah. It's a New Testament. Going to look at numerous scriptures here. And uh, let me let me do it this way. Um, Pastor Vince, where you at? Give me Second John chapter one, please, verse nine. Minister Kimmy, would you please read for me Philippians chapter two and verse sixteen. Um, the lights. Uh, uh, Minister Micah, would you help me please and read Galatians two different scriptures in Galatians. They'll be familiar. Galatians chapter two and two, and then Galatians five and verse seven. One more scripture. And uh, Josh, you're the newest member of my staff. You're on part-time. We so appreciate you. Would you please read 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 26. So let's go ahead. 2 John chapter 1, verse 9. Pastor Vince, would you grab that mic and then pass it to each of these successively as we read God's Word Tonight. Second John one nine, Philippians two, sixteen, Galatians two, verse two, Galatians five, verse seven, first Corinthians nine, twenty-four to twenty-six. Are you ready for the reading of God's word? Wow. Very good. Pastor Vince, nice and loud. Ready? On your marks. Get set. Not that it's a race or anything. My Bible didn't pull it up, man. Yeah, those smartphones ain't all that smart.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, you're all set. Please start us off and then if we'll move through. Second John one nine. Use the mic, please, so they can hear you. Anyone who runs
1: ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both Father and the Son. All right, Philippians two sixteen. Holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. I went in response to a revelation and meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders. I presented to them the gospel so that I preach among the Gentiles, and went to be sure I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running my race in vain. Galatians five seven. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? 1 Corinthians nine twenty-four through 26 Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who comp- competes in the games goes into strict training. They do, they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air.
0: Amen. Father, move in power. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Amen. We do have notes for you. Greetings to all of our online congregation. This is a, a powerful group of scriptures on this Victory Sunday, Pentecost Sunday. Uh, a powerful set of scriptures. Uh, over the course of my being a pastor for a couple decades now, I've seen people start well. And then derail themselves. And um, something my mama said in the early years of my salvation. She said, son, it's not how fast you run, it's whether you finish. And it has stuck with me, mom. It stuck with me. And I declare again, by God's grace, I will finish. And uh, I want to finish the race that God set for me. How about you? Do you want to finish? I mean, everybody says they want to finish, but finishing is quite another thing. It really is. I remember running cross-country back in high school, and we would go and walk the course or jog the course prior to actually running it, and some of those courses were a little bit confusing, you know, like you had to take a right at the tree, and if you took a left and you went off into, you know, the back 40, and you would lose the race if you took a left, and There's times in racing I I hesitated at the turn and got past and different things. And we've all heard stories about the cross-country runner that that got off track and and came in last. He should have won, but he he got off track. He got off course. I want to preach a message to you entitled, Keeping On Course. This word uh, the Lord gave me for the staff. And uh, I I felt so strongly about it. And I, I shared it with them on Friday morning as we gather and have a time of mentoring and then go over calendar and things for the church for the weekend. I spent some time and so my, my staff, uh, volunteer staff and regular staff, this will be familiar to you. Uh, just because you started the race doesn't mean you're going to finish. You may think, well I started, praise God you started, but you have to finish. So a look at these three areas uh, the scriptures describe that can derail us. Three areas that can cause you to get off course. There's three areas. And so I I bring this to you pastorally to help you because you want to finish the race. Say, I want to finish. I want to finish the race. Well, the first area, and it's it's right in the text, is, is wrong doctrine. Wrong doctrine. Doctrine is what you believe about God. And if you believe incorrectly then it could kill you. You could get off course if you have error in your doctrine. And there are doctrines of demons that are out there. There is a hyper-grace movement, neo-Calvinism, some have called it. And and that's poison. It's a gangrenous teaching that's all over America. And and there's universalism. And and honestly, heresy comes in cycles. That which has been at other times and hundreds of years, it, it just comes right back through. And so if you're not studied to show yourself approved, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth, you can fall for some of these things and end up forfeiting the race. Wow, that's amazing. And so here in Galatians, what's amazing, Galatians chapter two and verse two, it says, I went in response to, the revel- to re- a revelation. This is Paul writing to the church of Galatia and he's saying, I went to Jerusalem in response to a revelation. Let's keep reading. Put the scripture up if you can, beloved scripture lady. Galatians 2.2. I went in response to a revelation meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders. I presented to them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not running my race in vain. He didn't want to fail. So he has this, leave the scripture up. He had this amazing revelation. And he's preaching to the Gentiles. And, he, and, and, and the Lord speaks to him. I had a revelation. God spoke to him. About how to preach to the Gentiles. And then he thinks. and I mean, it's hard to say. if There's two different revelations. There was a revelation of the, of the gospel. But it's a revelation that he needs to go and tell others about it. You know, thank God for people that hold your shut-up card. Thank God for people that you can go and share your latest revelation with. But listen, you need to have people like that. There's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. So as he he goes to Jerusalem and he meets with those esteemed as leaders, who did he meet with? He met with the leaders of the church. And he just said, hey, I'm preaching to the Gentiles, and this is what I'm preaching, and it's really awesome. God's power has been showing up. He's Jewish. All right, you might get that on the way home. I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running my race in vain. In other words, I'm looking to check myself before I wreck myself. If you have wrong doctrine, you're gonna get toe up from the flow up. You've gotta check yourself. And I'm so thankful for the systems we have here of discipleship. You've gotta grow in the word. If you want to finish your race, some of you haven't started yet. Maybe you can start tonight by becoming born again. But you need to grow. You need to mature. Or mature. Depends on how you say that word. Galatians 2. Amazing. Wow. It's amazing. I'm so thankful for brothers and sisters in Christ in my life that I have cultivated these relationships. You know, hedges of protection can be supernatural, the blood of Jesus. You can pray the blood of Jesus, a hedge of protection supernaturally around you. That's wonderful. There's other hedges, buddy. You gotta grow them. You need to grow hedges of protection. I have relationships and continue to cultivate those, and I hope and pray for more that God has given me and will give me that people that know me, they, they, they know my frame, they know my weaknesses, they know my history, they know what I've been through. They 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 know my gifts, my talents, and my shortcomings, and I'm so thankful for those relationships that we can talk, that I can talk with them. And I was going through a challenge this week, and I called one of my brothers in Christ, Pastor Chris Davis. He pastors our church in Branson, Missouri, and they're having a great a, a great change and a great release of God's power there. God is using our church in Branson, Missouri, to bring. How many of you know where Branson is? How many of you know what Branson is? It's like the Midwest Broadway. God's using our church there to bring a, a, a display of God's power through production. Not just preaching and regular church, but productions. And God's given us the Yakov Theater, which is one of the main theaters right on the main drag. I and mean, when you're coming into Branson, there it is. It now says, you know, King's Chapel, Branson, amazing. And so I've known him. The, the, the guy was leading worship when I got saved. He was leading worship when God called me into the ministry. He was leading worship when I I got devils broken off of me. Hallelujah. He was leading worship when I asked Karen to marry me. He was leading worship when I got married. He was leading worship when all of my kids got dedicated. You'd think he's 150 years old, but he's, he's my age. And you know, the interesting thing about Pastor Chris and me, we're close friends, but we're very different. Really, we know each other by the Spirit. So we can hang out and all that, but the way that the Lord uses me and him together is I am one of his chief intercessors. I'm on the wall for that guy. And it's, it's, I didn't pick it or choose it, not that I wouldn't have, but the Lord put me there. He gives me dreams. He gives me visions. When there's trouble going on, the Lord wakes me up, speaks to me, has me call. He's like, dude, you're calling again right at the right time. And we have a prayer meeting all the last You know, sometimes for just a couple minutes and the power of God falls. And and so I called him because I was going through some challenges. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have him pray for me right now. You know, sometimes you're like, well, Lord, I'm going through a difficulty. that They ought to be calling me. Oh, get a grip. If they didn't call you, you call them and get some help. So I called. I said, I just need some support, need some prayer. Called him. He said, man, you're calling me again. He's like, dude, I need to talk to you. I'm like, dude, I need to talk to you. Uh, He said, I said, what's going on? He said, well, I said, I'm just going to pray. God's going to lead. Let's have a prayer meeting. We had a prayer meeting for a few minutes. At the end of that prayer meeting, I was smashed. Does anybody know what that means? I was overcome by God's power, presence, and joy in my truck, laughing like, Pulled over in my driveway, flinching under the goodness of God, realizing everything's all set. It's all, it's all okay. And he's laughing and messed up. He's like, dude, God's so good. I'm like, yes, he's good. We hung up and had victory the whole rest of the week. You got to have relationships like that. You got to cultivate those because you don't want to get off course. And when God speaks to you some new fresh thing, you need to share that because your doctrine can be off. And of course it goes into your emotions and accountability and so on and so forth. Galatians 5, 7 says this. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? And I I said it this morning. The Judaizers came and tried to mess up their theology. And he says to him, do you think starting in the spirit (laughs) that you can finish now in the flesh? Really? And he rebukes him. He rebukes them. In 2 John now, we read this as well. 2 John 1, verse 7. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out in the world. Any such a person is a deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out. Everybody say watch out. Watch out. You don't lose what you've worked so hard for. Now, you got to ask yourself this question. You read verse 8. Watch out that you don't lose what you work so hard for, but that you would be fully rewarded. you got to ask yourself, yourself a question. The apostle Paul wrote that, so it is the word of God. Is it possible to lose something? Yes. Yes, it is. It says in Revelation, let no man steal your crown. For The wonderful thing about that is that you're actually going to get one if you're finished the race but that a man can steal your crown. You could actually forfeit rewards because of, because of wrong doctrine, wrong action because of sin. Just because you started and you prayed the sinner's prayer, you repented of your sin. I'm so glad- grateful you did. I did too. Now stay in the race. Wow. It goes on to say anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Now, I don't know what you do with that, one saved, always saved, and read that. What are you going to do with that right there? I mean, how are you going to treat that? Anyone who runs ahead and does not, does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Not having God would be, would be, well, it'd be like you don't have God. If You don't have God. I mean, how are you going to heaven? Are you, how are you, are you born again? Let me say, well, you can't lose your salvation. I, my, my, my Baptist mama taught me I can't lose my... Is it possible, God bless your mom, may she rest in peace. Thank you, Jesus, for godly heritage. Thank you, Jesus, for the Baptist. But you need to study to show yourself approved and understand what the Word of God says. There's too many places in Scripture, and I've, I've deviated just a little bit, but there's too many places in Scripture that talk about if we continue, encourage one another daily, see to it that no one, Hebrews, has a sinful, unbelieving heart and turns away from the living God. I mean, how is there supposed to be... a uh, an apostasy, if there's, if there's no... What is apostasy? Apostate. That means they've turned away from the Lord. Everybody say, run the course. Wow. Antichrist. Somebody said, I thought the Antichrist is an individual. is also an individual, but there's an Antichrist spirit that operates in the world and, and would love to deceive you. And there are people that are you know, wolves and sheep's clothing. So the first thing on, on how, to, how to keep on course and to watch out so that you don't end up taking a wrong turn at the oak tree, number one, wrong doctrine will jack you up. Wrong doctrine. Well, that's why you need to get into these foundations classes we have. You need to get involved in our discipleship systems and and life groups. And can you prove to me, this is rhetorical, which means you don't need to answer right now, but can you prove to me that Jesus is God? You see, if you can't, then you'll have other people, well-meaning and sincere, sincerely deceived as well, knock on your door, and try to tell you about Jesus and how Jesus is the brother of Satan. And and you'll have other people who come and knock on your door and try to recruit you and and get you into their Christian cult. And if you don't understand God's word and you can't defend the, the, the foundations of your faith, then you are going to be led astray and you have taken a wrong turn at the oak tree. You can be derailed. Everybody say wrong doctrine. Yes, don't do it. Everybody say, Lord, help me learn the truth of God's Word. Say it, help me learn. It's something you never stop doing. That's right. The Apostle Paul said, on his, I mean, he's near death, and he says, bring me the parchments. Bring me the scrolls. He's in prison. He's going to die. He knows he's going to die, and he's asking for his Bible. Why? I mean, he's the Apostle Paul. Because you're never done learning and growing the wisdom. Okay, you'd never done. You never done. Add, add to that daily, and you won't fall. Let's go to the second thing found in our text. Wrong attitude. Oh, snap. Philippians 2:14. Do everything without g- grumbling and arguing. Well, <laughs> let's repent. Lord, forgive us for being. Yeah, yeah. Do everything without everything? Everything without grumbling. And arguing. You say, how is that gonna get me off track, Pastor? How is that gonna get me off course? Because when you grumble and you argue, you end up getting a hard heart. And when you get a hard heart, you'll end up off course. And then you know you turn away. You could turn away. You could take a wrong turn. You could get off course. You could get off track. Watch your attitude. And we've gotta we've gotta love. And this is John, 1 John 2, 9 through 10. Can you put that up, please? 1 John 2, thank you, Scripture lady. Appreciate all your hard work. You're a blessing. 1 John 2, 9 through 10. What an amazing picture. We must love. We must what? We must love. Let's read this. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother. I quoted this this morning. It had a big impact on me this week. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother or sister is still in the darkness. Wait. So are you telling me that if somebody says they're born again but hate everybody that there's something wrong? Yeah, no, I'm not telling you. The Word of God's telling you this is what it's telling you. That means there's still darkness in you. Now thank God for the sanctification process. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother and sister is still in the darkness. Next verse, verse 10. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. Wow. You see, instead of grumbling and arguing, we need to love one another. I said it this morning. I had this precious lady come, and she says to me, she's one of the mothers in the church, you know. And she comes to me, and she says, Pastor, I just want to repent. I'm like, for what? She says, just in case I've done anything wrong. I said, you haven't done anything wrong. And Pastor Karen said, no, you're you're perfect. She says, I'm so sorry if I've done anything wrong. Would you forgive me? I just want to fulfill God's call in my life. What a beautiful thing. I'm thinking, can you pray for me, please? Because I don't really have that kind of attitude. Yeah, I had a spirit of slap come on me earlier in the week. And you know what I'm talking about? I wanted to minister to people in a special way. But we need to love people. She said, and then she says, this, thank you for loving me. You're so gracious to just love me the way that you guys do. I said, it's not really that hard. You're about as sweet as peas. I mean, you're just easy to love. It's the angry, mean, ugly people that are hard to love. And those are the ones that need it the most. So listen, that person that's irritating the fool out of you, they're a divine appointment. That person that's chapping your hide, you can't even sit down, your hide's so chapped. That's from the Lord, not the chapping. The the, the fact that you need to work some stuff out. Listen, if people just make you angry, you blow your top, you, you just can't be around. Listen, we're supposed to love people. Not supposed to argue, complain, and and let a a spirit of irritation come on you, you know. 1 John 1 3 through 6, turn there and put that up if you can, Scripture Lady. 1 John 1, 3 through 6. If you're all there, say amen. I'm there now. See what great. Thank you. We proclaim to you what we've seen and heard. Stop. What are they proclaiming? Well, okay, what they've seen and heard. What, what did they see and hear? The blind to see, the deaf to hear, the, the lame to walk, the mute to speak. They saw the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We're proclaiming to you. They said, We're proclaiming, Ben, there's this guy. His name is Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's the one. Totally fulfilled it all. He was dead. We put him in a grave. He freaked everybody out. He rose again. He was hanging with us for about 40 days. And then he gave us a fire. And we're telling you about it. Right? That, that's what this is. We proclaim. Hope <laughs> well, you've seen and heard. So that why? So that. The reason that we're telling you. Also. So that you also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Leave it up. Why? Why do they proclaim the truth? So that you would have fellowship with us and with God. Can we just say it that way? Right. So why are they telling, why are they proclaiming what they've seen and heard? So that they can have fellowship with, with us, with, with those who told them, as well as with the Lord. You see, your fellowship with God is, is also with people. It, it, it has to be with people. If it's not with people, then something's wrong with your salvation. Listen, some of you don't really, aren't really swallowing what I'm telling you. So go study this yourself. Go look. In fact, fellowship, the word, the word koinonia, can only take place between a brother and sister in Christ. You can't have real koinonia, real fellowship, cannot be had outside of that. That's, you want to, that's hanging out, that's doing something else. But that's not what fellowship, that's not koinonia. That can only be between a brother and a sister, a sister and a sister, a brother and a brother, somebody who's born again, who loves God. They can have what's called fellowship. You can have fellowship. Not the true meaning of the word. You cannot have fellowship with the world. On, well, you can try to sit at the, doctor, at the tables of demons and the table of the Lord if you want to, but it's gonna create schizophrenia. And it's gonna cause you to have a demonized life. And there's many people who might may be maybe even here tonight you, you, you sit at the table of the Lord. You, you take communion, and then you go and play, mess with all your stuff. We got kids here, so I ain't going to go real deep on that. We'll just let the conviction of the Holy Spirit just sniper you from a from heaven right now. You've got dark things in your life. You allow yourself to do that, and you think it's okay. Nobody knows it's my life. I can do what I want to. You know, It's your life if you're not saved. If you're saved, then your life is no longer your own. And the things that you're doing that you think nobody knows about, the Lord knows and... Demons know, and they use you as a little pull toy. Do you know what a pull toy is? It's one of those little toys that has a string, and little children, you know, it's got like duck wings, and it goes quack 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 quack. You know, how many you know what I'm talking about? You can pull it around. Is, is there a pull toy here anywhere? I should have brought one. You know, it has a little string and you pull it and it just goes quack, 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 quack. Yeah, that's being used as a pull toy. You live, you, you live a schizophrenic Christian life like that? You know, riding the fence? That doesn't sound like it feels good at all. Let's move on. What are the things that can cause you to, to get off track, to get off the course? Wrong doctrine, wrong... Attitude, we need to love people. Third thing, final thing wrong actions. Wrong actions. 1 Corinthians 9 24 to 26. Do you not know that, that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Wow. He's talking about self control. He's talking about controlling yourself. You are a spirit with a body, not a body with a spirit. I said you're a spirit with a body, not a body with a spirit. You're a spirit having a human experience, not a human having a spiritual experience. That is good. I might tweet that later. You're a spirit having a human experience. You're passing through. This, this is just the tent. You're going to live forever. Thanks be to God that we don't have our flesh forever. Or One day it's going to be done. Right, but for now, you're, you've got your flesh to contend with, and you're going to have to learn to, to have some self-discipline. I mean, you know, and I, I've struggled with that in my life. Certain areas was easy, but other areas not so easy. And I, I talked about my honey experience and scared some people, so I'm not going to talk about that tonight. But I, I like honey. Maybe too much. So when I have a little bit, I want more. Some of you don't know how to say no. I said some of you don't know how to say no. You need to say no to yourself. I'm just self-indulging. You know the crazy thing about gun control? Yeah. No, we need to have laws and all that. I, I agree with all that. You take all the laws, all the guns away, I mean, that's what they did in Nazi Germany. That didn't work out too good. In fact, you, you can you look at all the cultures that lost all their weapons and stuff. They end up being slaves. Just look at history. That'll never happen here. No, sure. It ain't gonna happen in my house, that's for sure. But to say now it's horrible. The shootings that we've had taken place is horrible. I mean, it's, it's like every week, do we have to have another shooting? Every week, and you'd think that you'd think that people would be awakened to the truth that it's not guns that do the killing any more than forks and spoons overfeeding people. That's like having a weight problem, and you put away all the silverware. Well, we fixed that, buddy. I'm just telling you right now, I didn't need no spoon for my honey either. Hey, Hey, thank you, Lord. How many of you know you could get rid of forks and knives and everything and you're still going to have the the condition of the lack of being able to control yourself with food maybe, but but whatever it is. Are you hearing me? The condition is the human heart. We need a revival in our schools. We need the Bible to come back in our schools. We need prayer in our schools. We need parents to teach their kids for the love of God. That's what we need. That's what we need. And I grieve over that. And may may there not be another one this week. And may there be a turnaround in our country, God. In Jesus' name. And they plead with our president. Am I getting political? Too bad. I plead with them. Please do something. Now I think there needs to be, I think there needs to be regulation. But understand, if you don't get rid of it, evil's gonna, evil will get a gun, or a chainsaw, or whatever else it can get to kill somebody. Come on, you can hurt someone with a spoon. Granted, it'd take you longer than with a semi-automatic weapon, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, and there's more life, more lives that are affected. Do you understand what I'm telling you? We need revival in the human heart. That's what we need. You can get off track through wrong doctrine. You can get off track through an attitude. You can get off track through wrong actions. And you need to learn to be self controlled, is what the Apostle Paul's saying. Run in such a way, train in such a way as to, to win. Are you in it to win it? Are your your actions lining up with with what your heart, the agreement of the word of God and and the plan of God? 1 John 3.10. This is how we know who the children of God are. 1 John 3.10. And who the children of the devil are. So if you want to know who's a child of the devil and who's a child of God, that's what he's telling you. It's the acid test. Okay, so if you get offended, don't get mad at me. Amen. This is the Lord, 1 John 3.10. This is how we know who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child. Anyone who does not love their brother or sister. Wow. My goodness. In fact, 1 John talks about it. It's it's the the threefold test of 1 John of whether you're saved or not. It's the same things that we're going over right here. Right doctrine, keeping God's commands, and loving people. You see, that makes it so simple. I know. 1 John 2, 8, Whoever claims they love the Lord must live as Jesus lived. What? Whoever claims they love the Lord must live as Jesus lived. Now, don't get all black and white on me. Come on. There's a process of becoming like the Lord. There's a process of learning to love people. Anybody still learning? Am I the only one that's honest? Liars go to hell. You still learning to love people? You're going to have some divine assignments this week. Hallelujah. God's speaking to us. And He's very simply... He's very simply saying, know what you believe. You know, my job is to help you, encourage you, challenge you, equip you, to help equip you. You have to do your part. If this is the only time you get the word is on Sunday morning or a Sunday night or midweek, I'm just telling you, that ain't nearly enough. It is not nearly enough to, to have, I mean, you don't, gonna. You, are you going to put gas in your car? I mean, if you had, we only have a certain size tank, you know, spiritually speaking. Can you imagine if... If you, if you drove a vehicle that had a really small tank, I mean, you're going to get gas once a week. I mean, if you're driving back and forth to Fairbanks, and, and you're going to get gas once a week, well, you're going to run out of gas, right? right. right? So I've found in my life that I, this fellowship with believers and fellowship with the Lord and growing in the Word helps me stay on track. Some of us need more help than others. But you want to know the Word. You know the word by studying the word. And, and so we've got life groups and things coming up. Yeah, I'd encourage you to get involved in those. Get involved in our different classes and things so you grow. I wouldn't know how to raise children if it was just on my own. I'm still learning. I've got teenagers. The whole game changes. Amen. I've got wonderful kids. They're, they're, they're tremendous. I'm so proud of my son. Where are you at, Daniel? So proud of you. I'm raising a great man of God, but you know what? He's partnered, he's agreed. You see, he's agreed. He doesn't fight against me. Well, occasionally. But listen, listen. for those of you that are raising young men, let me just tell you something. Masculinity is imparted, sir. That means your, your wife can't give it to him. Hello? Masculinity is imparted. And as a young man becomes a man, his neck gets thicker. Some of you hadn't experienced that with your kids yet, but what happens is they start feeling their, they start feeling that like they can do it, like they can, yeah. And you know what? You should encourage that, but it shouldn't be in rebellion. But you, you encourage, yep, you're, up, you're getting strong. You ain't strong enough yet, but you're getting there. You might be able to take me someday, but it ain't this day. No, that's not a threat. That's just the way it is. I got old man strength. Want to sample some? Hey, come on, all the old guys say glory. (laughs) Yeah. But the truth of this is this. There will be a day. Stand, please. There will be a day that you'll take my place. There will be a day you'll be stronger than me. There will be a day that you'll know more than me. And I'll be there cheering you on. And from my shoulders, you will leap off to much higher heights. God's anointed you, son. You're a man of God. I'm super proud of you. And that's the way it should be. Your kids ought to go further, longer, deeper, wider, stronger. Come on, somebody. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we've been training them for a while. and like, we're not perfect. He's, you know, other kids are stronger. Well, let me, with family night tonight, I'm almost done. Don't you throw off the yoke of your house before you get what God wants you to get there. You think it might be difficult now. Yeah, I'm talking to somebody. You think it's difficult now. You hadn't even seen difficult. I'm going to tell you, there's a world of evil out there that many people don't know much of. I tasted far more than I ever wanted to. And I'm so thankful he delivered me. I'm so thankful for the prayers of a spirit-filled Holy Ghost mama. Brother, I'm so grateful that God spared me in my 20s. There is an anti-Christ spirit. There is the devil, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you don't learn to submit and learn and grow, and we have to teach our kids, we have to teach each other the Word of God, so that we can run the course that we don't we don't fail and grow in understanding what it truly means to love. Marriage teaches a lot. Teaches us a lot about that. Marriage is awesome. It is. It's. It's um, as Doctor Morocco says. You can feel like Captain Kirk on the Star Trek Enterprise and going where no man has gone before. You know, it's a, men and women are very different. They just, you know, praise the Lord. But they think differently. Women think differently. Men think differently. And if you don't learn to put yourself in, you learn to try to understand that ape, your husband. You know, learn to try to understand the beautiful beautiful princess, your wife. Learn to grow. Put your flesh down. You ain't all that. Serve. Be Christ-like. Try to listen. Jesus, help me. Help me. All the men said, help me. Help me. Help me, God. And with people. Love people. Some of you are having a real battle loving that one that's unlovable. No, listen. The love of God. The love of God will wear anybody down. Love of God will always win. For there's prophecies, they will cease. There's tongues, they'll cease. But love, the more excellent way, love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle, does not boast. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. I mean, we just eliminated like all of us right there. If you even love me, then you... Love does not demand its own way. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Oh, snap, just left off till the rest of the half. Praise God. When they say, well, I love you? How about I First Corinthians 13 you? Go read that. That's what love is. That, that's loving people. That's acting loving. If we could read that and just be like, I'm fried. i like fail at so much of it. Oh God, help me to do that. Would you read 1 Corinthians 13 this week? Would you read about what love is? Help yourself. Be loving to your spouse. Be loving to your kids. I'm feeling convicted. Help me, Lord. New every morning. New every morning. Great
1: is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. The steadfast love of the Lord. Never ceases his mercies. Great is thy faithful, great is thy.
0: I messed myself up. I'm so sorry. (laughs) His mercy towards me is so amazing to me. His love and his compassion. He's gentle. Long-suffering, patient, kind. Gentle. Oh, my. I
1: love you, Lord. And I i Let it be on sweet, sweet, sweet.
0: The Lord has taught me and is teaching me how to love. You see, when you look for a model to follow, it's not in man. It's it's the Lord. A little lower on the volume on the keys, please. It's the Lord that will teach you. You know the thing you're going through right now? It's designed to teach you. Love. It's part of what's happened. I sure don't like those lessons. My ego gets smashed. Gotta do repenting. Gotta repent. Did anybody just repent a whole bunch this week? You should have. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I want to be more like you, Lord. I don't want to get off track. Amen. Come on, we're almost done. Just pray for a moment. Ask God to speak to you. For you those that are filling in notes, we gotta we gotta control ourselves. And we gotta control ourselves. We gotta learn to love. We gotta there's a few people here that the Lord has been dealing with you about that habit that you have and he's warned you and he's cautioned you he's spoken to you through his word he's spoken through the mouths of two or three you've felt that pinching conviction that you need to change you get some help get a hold of that thing but you continue to go headlong towards it, saying things like, well, the Lord knows my heart. Saying things like, well, one day, or Lord, you can help me. And But you continue to live and do the same thing, week in, week out, week in, week out, taking God's kindness for weakness. He's not slack and keeping his promise as some count slack is but he's long-suffering and patient wishing that none would perish and all would come to repentance so when the holy spirit begins to speak to you about things that you've been doing and things he's trying to help you change and you and you fight that or dismiss it and you silence his voice with with you know the overwhelming things of your smartphone and The distractions of technology or food or entertainment. Constantly pushing aside the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You end up with something that you never wanted. Or or let me say it this way. You're going to end up with something you never wanted. And if you don't understand it, God's trying to get you out of that thing long ago. And if you'll think back on it. and Why would the Lord speak like that to me right now because he loves you. He's going to use the likes of this bald head preacher who can't dance all that well to tell you. You got to stop that. You get a hold of yourself. Get off your phone. Put your computer up. Do whatever you got to do. Get in a program. Get a patch. I don't know what you got to do, but do it for the love of God. Do it. Do it. Change. Change. You can change. Come on, someone say, I can change. can change. I'm done. Come on, stand up on your feet all across this place. Come on, stand up on your feet, lift your hands to heaven. Whoa, oh, yeah.
1: I went down to the river and I got baptized. soul got happy and I feel all right, yes. I feel all right, yes. I feel all right, yes.
0: Then the Lord came and He spoke to me through His Word. Spoke to me through His Word. And He showed me the way of everlasting. He showed me the paths of life. He spoke to me in the watches of the night. He spoke to me. Spoke to my heart. I heard a voice and said, "This is the way ye walk in it. In me, there's life, life everlasting, resurrection power. At my right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is
1: good. The Lord is good." The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord
0: is good. He's good to me. He's good. Good, good God. Good, good God. He's a 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 good, good
1: God. He's good. The Lord is good. He's the definition of good. Lord is good. He's good to me. He's good to me. Yes, He's good. Holy Spirit, come like fire. Holy Spirit, come in your power, your anointing. I'll break demonic bondages and habits off of people tonight
0: i command you foul assignment of the enemy to lose your hold a spirit of addiction be broken lost i command you to be broken that addiction to pornography
1: be broken in jesus name that it would not be passed on to their little ones oh lord oh lord.
0: To finish your race been marked out for me by your grace by your power going to stick to right doctrine going to keep my attitude by the power of the word and the fellowship with others it will help correct me and speak life I'm not going to go off track I'm going to be a person of self control I will do the right thing I will put my flesh down I will live as a new creation in Christ Jesus the old
1: is gone the new has come I will finish what you've called me to do I'll not
0: be pulled aside by doctrines of demons come on disagree with your own life I will not be pulled aside with by doctrines of demons the works of the flesh are an antichrist spirit I will fulfill the God given call on my
1: life Lord if it means death so be it I will see the reason and the purpose that you placed Lord in me the reason that you knew even before I was in my mother's womb you placed me to be a prophet even a prophet I'm quoting Jeremiah even to be a prophet lord to the nations to root out to prayer down to pull up oh god you called me i say yes come on say yes 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 sing it yes 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 yes
0: Quoting Jeremiah 1, I'm not declaring I'm a prophet. Don't get weird on me. Okay, just. Yes, yes, yes. Lord,
1: just in case you were confused, the Lord is good. Sing it. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. You're going to see it happen, Pastor Vince. No weapon. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes yes come on a little bit longer yes, with everything that's within you say yes to the lord release your fire release your power help us god to stay on course Abide the doctrines of demons sing is just your voices yes 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 yes
0: Put your hands together for Jesus. (laughs) Woo! Yep. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right with God, as I close this service, we do have a a prayer team that's coming. You can come right now, y'all. They're going to line up front here. Just be evenly distributed, symmetrically, on either side. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. As they're coming, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right with God, don't you leave this place in that condition. The reason we're here is to, to preach the good news of Jesus, that you might have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father, with the Son, the Holy Spirit. God longs for you, yearns for you, looks like the waiting father and the prodigal son looks for you to turn towards him. Oh, you can stay in the, 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 and eat the pods from the pig slop if you want to, as it is in that parable. But I would suggest you come home tonight. I would suggest you come back to your senses and return to the Father's house. I invite you to come back and get saved today. Get born again today. Be made new today. Turn your back on the world. Turn your back on your flesh. Turn your back on the devil. And receive the free gift of salvation because of Jesus' crucifixion, his death that you deserve. You deserve death. I deserve death, but he took death for you and me. And then rose again from the grave if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the bible says you shall be saved all who call upon the name of the lord shall be saved every head bowed those online those here if that's you you want to give your heart to jesus for the first time or make a recommitment because you drifted raise your hand high if that's you god bless you sweetheart all the way in the back god bless you god bless you all the way in the back right there i see that hand over on this side god bless you thank you for your honesty God bless you online, perhaps. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Pastor Vince, would you gather some of those life books? We're going to give you a gift. There'll be some of our people in the lobby when you're leaving. Whether you raised your hand or prayed this prayer that we're about to pray or not, you can have one of these life books. It'll help you. It'll help you to grow in some right doctrine, right beliefs about God. It'll help you. It's a beginning you got to start somewhere. And this little life book is is a blessing. So we'll give those to you for free if you want it. It doesn't matter. Maybe you come here a hundred times. You can still take one. Pray this prayer with me right out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die in my place, to rise again for the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Wash me, cleanse me, and come into my heart be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Help me to fulfill all of my purpose in the earth. I would never be led astray. I would have a hunger for the word of God. For truth. Be filled with your spirit. Help me develop relationships that are healthy. Use me, oh God. In this end time harvest give me a burden for souls and help me to be your ambassador a minister of reconciliation a representative of the kingdom loving you and loving people amen holy spirit i pray fill today to overflowing. I'm going to close formally, but if you would be honoring of the presence of God in this place, and if you need ministry, if you would come out and come up in front of any one of these teams that are here, they've been trained to pray, prophesy over you, and help you. And uh, we're so glad that you came tonight. God bless you. Don't miss next Wednesday. Pastor Brother Barry going to be speaking to us. Great word. And then Sunday starts our revival meetings for a whole week. If you'd keep me in prayer, I'll be traveling. I catch a plane tonight and I'll be back in a little over a week. And, uh, and we'll be with you online in all the services. We love you so much. I deeply love you. There's no way that my wife and I can express to you how much we love and care for you. Uh, you're such a joy to serve God with. Let me bless you as we close. Father, thank you. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us, God. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us. Give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord.